Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the combo guard running the two, Jacob, the White Knight. How you doing today, brother? Blessed, brother. Man, it has, uh, before a few days ago, it was flurrying here uh, in Colorado for a few weeks in a row. So there was no going outside and my little daughter was just like stir crazy inside and these past few days have been in the 60s and stuff so we've just been hitting the park all day every day so thank the lord for the sun and for some warm weather (laughs) amen brother thank god for another sunday as well especially the weather's out here in ohio it's it's pretty good man uh this weather in particular this year we've been well, I can't say it in Colorado because I know you've had some like heavy amounts of snow, but I think mm-hmm. in Ohio is typically, for those that are on the east uh, side, typically it's a lot colder in the winter times, but we've been getting spoiled. So in this episode in particular, what we're going to talk about is uh, we're going to talk about some recent news. I do apologize to the listeners. I didn't give you the guys content for Thursday. Um not only the recent news, but the the uh, streams and waiver wire article that Jacob puts the hard work on on newlifefantasy.com. Guys, if you haven't, make sure you join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. It helps us to continue to grow. Uh, make sure you sub-zero that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the bell. Comment below. Give us a thumbs up. Also, make sure you subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Let us know um, if you have anything that you want us to, uh, to do on the podcast or even write as far as the article goes. We will definitely take it in consideration and, and uh, microscope it, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but I just wanted to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> but listeners, again, we, we love you so much. Uh, with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. And, Jacob, I'll pass you the ball there, brothers, to run that offense. All right, Starks, man. I caught it. Thank you, brother. Okay. So first year up. In the news is that Damian Lillard, he finally returned last Wednesday, had an incredible game. Recently, though, yesterday, he had a dud of a game. I, I believe he only had 12 points, uh, one snipe. So it was definitely an off game for him. And I'm curious, Starks, one of uh, one of our staff members, Chris, he said that, you know, like he, he asked us, do you think he's playing hurt? And I said, you know what, it's definitely... It's definitely a possibility because it feels like the Blazers rushed back Nurkic and they rushed back Lillard because they're vying for that last playoff spot. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. Do you think that Lillard is playing hurt? Do you see him getting better? Yeah, I see him getting better, and I do see him actually playing hurt. And you answering Chris and the staff, I, I think that makes sense. They're going to – I agree with you 100%. I think they're going to do whatever they can. Um, the Avengers saying whatever it takes to make the playoffs, and it only makes sense for them to do it. And, again, it has to be. Like, we already knew before he went down, he was like the number one player. Actually, he wasn't. He was for sure the number one player in fantasy um, this year before getting hurt. Now, obviously, in the ADP ranking, it's kind of you know died down a little bit. I'm not saying for the whole season, but starting this new year, he was the number one nine-cat category league uh, right. player. And he, he actually hit two snipes yesterday, but inefficient. Okay. Um, no, you're all good. Four for 15. Oh, mm. Peter, mm. right. So it's it's a rough game. And honestly, to the listeners, you guys should join with us. Um, you know, we, we came up with something very unique. Uh, and the unique that thing that we're going to start doing is we're going to tweet out probably on a daily thing, you know, how many certain points, three-pointers or blocks, whatever. It might be two mm-hmm. categories for that day. And if you guys guess it right, you know, we're going to give you guys the um the the shout out and uh that's what we're trying to do we missed out all of us missed out on damian lillard uh it looks like the staff were there's three of us tied and um looking for lt to get in because i'm sure he wanted he would have loved to guess on uh lillard but i don't think he would have guessed that right either at this future game but I'll pass, you, <laughs> I'll pass you back the ball for some other news there jacob knowing lt uh Mr. Blazer, he he would have said like 60 points, 18 snipes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's probably better that he didn't participate. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just fine, just fine. Uh, so next year up is my boy, Lori Markinen. Mm-hmm. He returned last Wednesday. Uh, so his minutes have been kind of staying in the 18 to 22 minute range, and I think they're going to bump it up to about max 24 in this next upcoming week. Uh, I was just asked Starks if... So a listener asked me, should should I drop any of the following for Lori this week? He asked, 
should I drop players like Marcus Chris, like Markel Fultz, and another player that was producing at the time? And I'm going to let you know what I said. I told him to hold because Laurie hasn't been especially inspiring over these sure. past few games. And I know he's getting his feet under him, but it's playoff time. So uh, I told him to hold, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Do you think that Laurie turns it around and becomes what I think that he can be, which is an all-star level player? Or do you think it's just <laughs> leave him on the wire? <laughs> um, I, I think... I think he'll be better. I'm glad. I'm glad that you took your hard strings out of it. But he's gonna be. He's gonna be a good player. I, I will say this. I would have asked the guy because typically what I do is whenever a listener asks me who should I drop him, you know, I'm always gonna say what does your team need, right? So, um, and I have a question to ask you too momentarily on Lori Marketing. But I mm-hmm. think what you said, in a sense, I'm probably holding on to. Uh, just because of the situation of Laurie Marketing. I mean, before he got hurt, I think, honestly, even before he was hurt, he's been playing injured most of the season, I think. And that's probably why he hasn't been playing too well. Um, does he turn it around this season? Potentially, but do I believe it? Not necessarily. So I think holding on to those those other players, I'm probably not making that drop. I agree with you, Starks, man, definitely. Well, let, uh, me, let me steal the ball real quick. And, and I had a question on top of you. I want to pass you the ball as well. Okay. So I did actually get a question uh, Otto Porter and Lori Marketing was available in the waiver wire. So the listener had mentioned to me, like, Starks, which one do you pick up? I said, you know, who, what what stats do you need? He said, you know, more of the three-pointers uh, three and steals. Well, I was like, that one's tough. Um, you probably – it really it really goes – if you're saying three points and steals, then it would make sense to say uh, Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. But – I kind of lean that way, but at the same time, if you're going based off of value, I, I, I'll hold my answer. I'll pass you the ball. What's your, wh- who would you actually take there? Yeah, so my gut says to go with Otto Porter. Um, as much as I love Lori, uh, Otto Porter, uh, even though his minutes have been staying in the teens as well. Sure. But, I mean, if you, you, know, if you look at what he's doing, you know, in his first game back, he hits you three snipes for 18 points. Um, and he's averaged a block a game every game he's been back. Uh, he's not stealing, which is interesting, but he's not getting the minutes, just like Laurie's not getting the minutes either. Uh, Laurie is averaging more minutes, uh, yeah. so I see them bull, I see their minutes amping up uh, this week to at least in the 20s. But I would just go with Otto Porter Jr. I think he's the safer play. Sure. Lori's kind of a wild card. If you do need some more upside and you just need to swing for the fences, then Lori is your man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Right, right. But if you just need a safe play, and I expect Porter to up his steals and to continue to shoot those threes, so I would go with Otto Porter. But it's hard to say that uh, because I love Lori so much. Sure. No, I appreciate it. So, yeah, that's like my answer, too, in a sense. It's Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, but swinging for upside, I'm actually still with you 100%. Lori would be the guy. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass you back the ball for some other news there, man. Right on, brother. Yeah, so Stephen Curry, the other Curry, <laughs> right. uh, finally <laughs> returned uh, last Thursday. Uh, he had a great game, 23 points, 3-3, three, three, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, and like you were saying earlier, we had a pool on that. Yeah. Uh, and our one of our staff members, Micah, he – one, because he had the exact amount of snipes, which was which was which was a great call. Um, so, but then he misses the next game because of of an illness. Um, immediately, <laughs> immediately, uh, I thought, you know, if this was like if this was crunch time, if this was the playoffs, and they were fully strength, you know, like with Draymond, with Clay, with everyone, there's no way he misses a game, you know, a game after he just came back. So that tells me what we suspected all along, that they're going to treat Curry with kid gloves the rest of the way. If he even so much as coughs, they're going to be like, (laughs) illness, you're out of the game. (laughs) So I would tread lightly with Steph Curry. I know you can't drop him, but it's just like be mindful that he's going to miss some games here for the rest of the season. That's just my take on it, Starks. What what, – what is your take? Do you think I'm being a little bit too harsh? Do you think he was actually sick? What do you think? Uh, uh, no, I don't think you're being harsh at all. I'll be a little bit harsher for you. Uh, it's just like I met. We were kind of messaging about this back and forth a little bit earlier. Um, a cold, sure. He had a cold in his hand because listen, yeah. 
<laughs> he was three for twelve at the the snipe line. I mean, he didn't. He had a good game, like you said, but he <laughs> shot twelve shots at the three point line, and only made three. So if he had a cold at you to his hand because it was a cold, I have nothing <laughs> else to say. I, like you, you, you basically touch up on everything I thought there. Yes, yes, and uh, it it further strengthens what I told this listener who asked me, "Do I hold on to Damian Lee?" And I said, "Absolutely, you do," because maybe. Like at the very least, Curry might even make him better as far from like an efficiency standpoint. But Curry missing these random games and Damian Lee has been killing it with Curry in the lineup anyway. Mm-hmm. You hold on to Lee and and uh, and Pascal. He's been playing great. So you hold on to those Warriors like Chris, Pascal, and Lee are the three Warriors that I definitely would roster for the rest of the season. Um, so next up is Jaron Jackson Jr., said could return this week. <sighs> I don't know if you got any other news saying a definitive word, Starks, but it's just like that word could. It scares me. Uh, but the Grizzlies are vying for that eighth spot. I think they are currently number eight in the West. So there is incentive to rush him back, uh, but he's also young, and the Grizzlies want to compete next year for sure. Uh because if they make it to the playoffs this year, there's no way they're getting past the first round. There's no way they're getting past the Lakers or the Clippers or um, anyone like that. Or um, So I'm curious, what do you think of this situation? And are you holding out hope if this is your playoffs and you, you, know, you don't have any more IL spots and stuff? Are you holding out hope that he comes back and saves your team? Or are you, are you looking for a healthy body? If you're, okay, I'll, I'll keep this sweet short and sweet if if possible it doesn't always come short and sweet (laughs) if you are in a position that you can hold him on your team you do it if you are desperate i don't have time to do the dance especially if you're in the playoffs you got to make the move and it's hard for me to swallow that pill but you got to cut a player to get that that empty egg off your bench i mean you want to hold hope but i got to move on 100 percent starks i couldn't agree with you more you move on if it's the playoffs especially some 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 leagues either start the playoffs this week or they start it next week, but it's playoff atmosphere either way because you're probably fighting for seeding or for that last spot this week too. Right. So now, you have to make quick. a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously in the dynasty format, you got you got to bite that bullet and hold on to them. But oh, yes, sure. redra- redraft from points league. Yeah, you got to cut bait. But go ahead, Jacob. Thanks for bringing that up. Absolutely, hold in a dynasty. Um, and then there's Clint. Clint Capella, who is in a similar situation, but is still even more murky and even more of, you know, like pessimism that he actually returns this week. Um, so they're having it to where he, uh, yeah, they're having it to where, uh, yeah, for all of you guys, my daughter uh, is currently bringing a car into uh, into the video. Because she didn't want a nap, so you might hear some. Uh, you might hear some. You you might hear some Cali screams. Uh, but <laughs> really quick though, she just want to say hi. Say hi, Cali. Hey, Cali. Hey. Say hi to the world. Hey. All right. All right. Oh, you're smiling at hey. stars. Yeah. All right. All right. You're 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> uh, so Clint Capella, how how frustrating is he for you, Starks? Um, frustrated like Callie is, you know, just drive the car into the wall in a sense, or even to the chair, because listen, as far as Clint Capella, man, I'm, I'm all out. Um, I know a lot of people was frustrated a lot throughout the season with him, especially when he got traded in Atlanta. But even, I'm going to say this, when he went to Atlanta, I got actually scared. I should have mentioned it earlier to the listeners because Atlanta, what are you playing for? Right. They're, they're not a winning team. So what's the likelihood of them making the playoffs? So that means they're not going to rush him to get on the court, right? So in that sense, um, if you have him, you, you waited this long, I'm sorry, don't wait any longer. I mean, you waited this long, it hurts, but just cut bait. Redraft points leaves. Yep. Don't think about it. I, I will move on. Dynasty formats, you got to hold. Your thoughts? Absolutely, Sarks. I actually have him in a dynasty right now, um, and so I just have to bite that bullet. I'm heading into the second round this Monday. So, yeah, yeah, I just have to bite that bullet, and I have to stream. So uh, when it comes to redraft league, he is a drop in every single league. You can't hold out hope unless you just have no injured players, and you can just, like, yeah. sit him there just for fun. Yeah, for fun. Why not? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 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 absolutely. You have to move on. I told this listener a few weeks ago when there was optimism, I said, like you said, Atlanta's not playing for anything. They're playing for ping pong balls. 
Yeah. You know, like why bring back a stud center when you can increase your chances at getting the uh, the, the number one overall pick? So, yeah, he's he is a definite drop for me as well. All right, so that's all the news I have for for you guys today, Starks. I'm gonna pass it to you for the start of the second quarter. Yeah, I just I want to make sure I got this news right uh, here, Jake. If you can look it up too, Malcolm Brogdon diagnosed with a torn quad, and he's week to week. I, I need to know if that's official or not. What? That's that's crazy. If I'm if I'm seeing this right, and man, if that is the case, I must have been sleeping under a rock because I think this re- was reported like 19 hours ago. I don't what? know what happened. I don't know how I missed that. Maybe that's broken news. But if you can look into that, um, you, I was going to say something. Go ahead. I know yesterday I saw that teammates were, quote, optimistic about his injury, and that's the last thing I saw from him, and I was like, okay, so he's going to miss probably a few games, but he'll be back soon. Um, but Brogdon, when was he not hurt this year? I felt like he was he was dealing with a myriad of injuries this year. So as as great as he's been, ugh, I think it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, um, has been diagnosed with a torn left rectus femoris oh my goodness yep yep this is uh this is it for him so all of you guys can officially drop brogdon and move on absolutely that is such a shame that is such a shame brogdon was having a great year other than his random injuries man he has proved you know like he left milwaukee and he became the guy here in uh indiana almost almost overtaking uh Oladipo. Right, right. What do you think? Yeah, in a sense, he was looking like he was the best guard there. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, Dippo has been hurt. But right. also, to be fair, Brogdon, went, I think it was obviously, like you said, the ailing injuries because he started to slow down this season a lot. And we could probably consider that the issue was he was playing injured a lot. But, man, this is this is tough. So, real quick, I mean, honestly, in a dynasty format, you hold them, but mm-hmm. the players that you could probably consider as, like, pickups, if you haven't already done it, uh, we do apologize, listeners. I don't know how we over missed, or we overlooked and missed this, mm. uh, but Aaron Holiday would be a pickup, maybe even potentially Justin Holiday. Yes. TJ McConnell is the deep format guy, so those mm-hmm. are the guys that you want to look in consideration to pick up and stream for the week. Um so we'll actually go ahead and transition. That's beautiful to sh- uh, get to the streams on newlifefantasy.com yeah. that Jacob does the hard work on. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm didn't. i having some technical difficulties on my side. But as I'm pulling it up, Jacob, I was going to say to you, um, who was actually your top five players for the streams for this coming up week in week 21, that is, right? Absolutely, brother. Yep. Week 21, guys, it's either... The week before playoffs or playoffs are starting this week, so you got to pick up, uh, or you know, if you are missing guys like Brogdon, if you're about to cut a player like Capella, you need these streamers to uh, to hold on. And the first streamer is Trevor Ariza. He's looking at a great schedule this week. He's been producing well inside top 100 for the past week, and he's facing the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Rockets which is a wonderful schedule. So definitely give him a look for three and D stats with some points. Next up on the list is Nas Reed. Now, I think he had mm, three three duds here uh, two weeks ago, and that had him dropped in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. And, it, and thankfully, he was dropped in one of my dynasty leagues. So I... So, so I said absolutely. So I picked him up for pennies because uh, because he struggled, and uh, and ever since then he's been providing top seventy five, top fifty value, just been killing it. So all of you guys, he's still available in a lot of leagues. Um, at the very least, he's owned in under fifty percent of every league. So if you are looking for points, three pointers, blocks, uh, I would definitely look his way as he's facing the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Thunder this week. Um, before I go on, there's a lot of players that only play three games this week, and uh, and a few that are playing two, only, only a handful that are playing four. So all these guys who are my top streamers, unfortunately only have three games, but those are the top streamers, so you just want to maximize those games for this week. Uh, so... We got Ariza at one, Nas Reed at two, and then we got Dante DiVincenzo at three, who has been playing 
incredible as of late. He's actually producing top top seven top 75 over the past week so if you are in need of threes points low-end rebounds and assists even steals and he's averaging a block per game over his last four so he's been putting he's been he's been putting in some gems and he faces the the suns the nuggets and the celtics this week uh so i would definitely look his way um and then coming in at number four is gorgie jang who actually has been tailoring off over the past two games uh, over the past two games, he's well outside the top 200, but he is the last big man standing in Memphis. So he's a safe play if you are in need of big man stats, such as points, rebounds, and blocks. Even though he's had two duds, I would still look his way if you need a big man. You know, you had to drop Capella and you need a big man this week. Definitely look his way as he is facing the Magic, the Blazers, and the Jazz this week. Uh, and rounding out my top five here is uh, DeAnthony Melton, who has been stepping up uh, in the absence of of all the big men, Clark and Jackson. Um, and he he also has the same schedule as Jang as he faces the Magic, Blazers, and Jazz. Uh, and that rounds out my top five there, Starks, man. Nice, nice, nice breakdown of that. And uh, as LT would call him, Taz Reed, I call him Nostradamus Reed. So... <laughs> It's it's crazy. Like you had mentioned, I noticed that he was dropped in a lot of leagues, too. Um, I, I always held on to him. And I think the reason why is one of your boys, or actually are a lot of our boys, is the, the black belt himself, uh, James Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody thought it was just going to be only James Johnson, which has done well, uh, right? So that's why a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm just going to drop Tazri because it's just James Johnson. But the case is this, like... It's not just him. You Taz or Taz he got me saying Taz. Taz <laughs> he um the upside is there. You know, he he may not play 30 minutes for sometimes, but just like he had mentioned in the stats, he's a solid player and um I move forward on, you know, D'Anthony Melton Melton has always been solid. You know, some of the the players out on here as well is not sexy, but it gets the job done as you right. would always say like Kyle Anderson's a guy, mm-hmm. Cody Martin from Charlotte, that's not beautiful. Uh so you said it's Cody and Caleb are they're, they're officially twins, is that true? Yeah, I mean they look just alike and if anyone if if anyone says that they're not twins, I'll be like, "Oh, uh then they're definitely related and they were born in the same year." <laughs> so yeah. It's interesting to see Danny Green on this list. I I, I understand people mm-hmm. are just like you know they're 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 tired of it uh, with him in particular, but he's still worth a stream at this point in time. I mean he can provide the triple one threat at any time or any day, you know. So I think that's something you could always take in consideration. Um, a lot of people are jumping off the the Shabazz Napier bandwagon, but he's mm-hmm. definitely useful on your stream uh, list. Um, another player that I actually like, but you have him deeper down, um, but. I think that's good because like a lot of people, we know D'Angelo Russell's back, right? But Jordan McLaughlin, yep. um, he is a guy that they've played two guard lineups too. So mm-hmm. I like, I actually like him. I think the potential is he's gonna he's gonna be an underrated player in the NBA. I think, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe not in fantasy, but I think he particularly could be. But I, I'm glad to see him on this list. Gary Trent Jr. is still on this list because I get it. You know, Damian Lillard's back, but the thing is, in a deep dynasty format. Um, he's still getting rotation minutes, and that's over Anthony Anthony Simons. That's yep. over Nasir Little. So Gary Trent, he's considered a three and D guy. And honestly, as I've mentioned on a few podcast episodes ago, he does a little bit more than that. I've seen him in pick and roll situations, and I think he's going to be a good a good player moving forward. Um, I will before I pass you back the ball and some more players you want to talk about in your uh, streams. There, I want to mention you know. Like you had said, most games or, or most teams are playing three games this week. Mm-hmm. The only teams that are playing four games is Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Denver, and Utah. The uh, back-to-back games that you guys want to take advantage of is Tuesday and Wednesday to pick up one player or two to get that punch to give you like the two additional games for that one ad, Tuesday and Wednesday. That, those teams are going to be Dallas and New York, uh, the Knickenbockers. So if you want to utilize players from them, and you know, pick them up for one, you know, one time, and get two games out of one of those players. Uh, someone on the deep formats is. I almost want to say DSJ, but that's not real. He's, he's not even back. Um, there's someone in Dallas I wanted to mention. Seth, Seth Curry is probably like universally on. Well, I wouldn't say universally on. He's more on right now. 
Um, just just dig for those players, right? Max Kleber, actually, there it is. Max Kleber, if he's available, right? He would be right. a guy to consider in a points league. But I'll pass you back the ball there, Jacob, um, if there's some more players that you want to touch up on your stream article there on your streams for the week. You touched, you touched up beautifully. I will say a few more names just to keep in your guy, uh, in the back of your guys' head. Daniel House Jr., uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Royce O'Neal is one of the few teams that are pl- that is playing four games, and he can definitely provide you top 100 value this week as he gets you those three and D stats, and he's starting, and and he doesn't hurt you in field goal percentage or turnovers. And then we got Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Okoji, Derek Jones Jr., Mo Harkless, who I usually don't like to put on my streamers list, but he has been playing well. And he's playing for the Wasteland team that is the New York Knicks, and he's getting a lot of minutes. So he's he's a safe play to get you low-end stats with the possibility for decent stats. Uh, and then we got uh, Trey Lyles, who, who has been playing well in the absence of LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, LMA is looking to return soon, but in the meantime, while he's out, Trey Lyles has been playing great. So... Uh, I would definitely, if you are in a deep league and LMA is coming back and he's one of the few available, give him a shot just to see if LMA doesn't get his full servings of minutes. Uh, and then I got Nicolo Melli from the Pelicans, who they've been getting a lot of minutes to as they try to make the playoffs. Um, and then you touched up on everyone else. So as far as... As far as my nine catch streamers, those are the guys I would definitely be looking at this week. Nice. And last thing on top of that, just like you had mentioned, Mo Harkless from New York, right? He's one of the the players that is going to be available that you can pick up for Tuesday and Wednesday to use, and then drop mm-hmm. him, you know, the next day if you'd like to get you two games out of one pickup. Right. Um, so your top ten uh, for those that do points leagues, who are your top ten if you want to, you know, touch up on some of them? Absolutely. So my Number one is Dylan Brooks. As the Grizzlies are shorthanded with their big men, Dylan Brooks has been picking up the slack. And I know that he had – so he is prone to the occasional dud, but that doesn't mean that you don't roster him and that you don't have him on your team for those two games this week that he's going to blow up. So he's going to have a solid week in points this week. I can see it. And then, like we already said, Nas Reed, he's going – you know, he's looking at a great week. And then there's Trevor – uh, Riza, PJ Washington baffles me that he's not owned in more leagues. I keep getting questions like, should I do Washington or this guy? Washington or this guy? And it's always and it's always clear cut PJ Washington for me. Mm. You know, so in a points league, he gets a ton of minutes for a terrible team, so that means stats. So uh, especially in a points league, he's looking at he's looking at a lot of production. And then we got Jordan Clarkson, who continues to score off the Jazz bench. Maxi Kleber, like you said, he's he's been getting blocks galore. So if he is available, he's a he's he's a perfect block streamer with points and rebounds. And then we got Seth Curry. He should be owned in your league. He's getting over 35 minutes a game since the All Star break. So if he's not owned, own, own him. Uh, and then there's D'Anthony Melton, like we already said, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and then old reliable Taurine Prince. He keeps getting 30 minutes a game. He has a dud. I think he had an awful game like two games ago, but then he he has picked it up. But that's Prince's game too, just like Brooks. He has a dud, but then he picks it up. So that rounds out my top ten there, Starks, for points leagues. Hey man, I'm glad you brought the Prince of All Saints. I <laughs> let me also say this. I don't I shared this with uh people in the podcast, I think earlier th- this year or maybe even last year. Uh as far as NBA notoriety, like players that I've ran into, or not even ran into, but um Gosh, it was a it was a ba, Bahu Ma Monte or something like that. I can't remember his name. Uh, Luke Richard Mbamute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he was supposed to send me a jersey. He he did me dirty. But yeah. Tareem Prince, hey man, I, I'm more of a bigger fan of you. You checked out one of my photos here recently. Hey man, I appreciate uh-huh. that, brother. Yeah, yeah, that was actually happening yesterday. So the Prince of All Saints, thank you so much. Now we just got to get your fantasy game up because I I expected a a bounce back year. Mm-hmm. You was doing good and then you fell back in the shadows. So right. hopefully uh you you pick your game up. But thank you for checking my stuff out, Mr. Prince. Um mm-hmm. so. I, we can actually jump into the waiver wire. So 
you put out a nice, great light layup article on this waiver waiver wire pickups. Listeners, please check Thank this you. out. Uh, no problem. Um, you had mentioned, you know, James Johnson. I know you've been juiced to orange on James mm-hmm. Johnson. You know, our guy, you know, the black belt guy. He can get you those steals and blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, like you had, even in this article, his, his averages the last two, you know, two weeks: twelve and a half points, four and a half rebounds, three point three assists. And this mm-hmm. is even when you love him: one point three steals and one point six blocks. Beautiful. This guy is just good. You give him an opportunity. I, I don't know what it is, but. It, but the thing is, once you give this guy opportunity, he's always going to produce. Mm-hmm. Touched up on Naz Reed, Seth Curry, as LT would say, the only Curry that matters. He's been doing well yeah. ever since the All-Star break that you had him here. Four three-pointers a game, 3.3 rebounds, mm-hmm. almost three assists, a steal. And this is playing in 33 minutes in Dallas right now. So this is this is definitely a beautiful sight. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you touch up on the rest, rest. There's one more guy I want to touch up on, though, is uh, Cameron Johnson. Mm-hmm. You probably know this. Jacob, but it looks like what uh, your boys is, is it uh, Kelly Oubre is he out for the rest of the season? Is that correct? So apparently they want to try to get him back if they make the playoffs in like a, in like in like three to four weeks, but that's such a long shot, and who knows if he'll actually be ready by then. But sure. they're not closing the door. But I would close the door on him in all fantasy. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'll pass you back the ball if you want to touch up on some more players in your waiver wire. There, man. Hey, man, you touched up on that beautifully. Um, as you said, yeah. As you said, someone has got to pick up the pace for uh, Kelly Oubre, and Cameron Johnson has been playing well. He was providing top 100 value before he went down with a sickness, and I think he's out today. Uh, but before that, he was averaging 12 points, three threes, four rebounds, almost a steal, and a block per game, and that was in like three to four games. So he's looking like a solid pickup since he's picking up all those minutes. And then uh, we talked about Daniel House Jr. He's been he's been also picking up the pace lately. Um, so DeAndre Ayton, it is an interesting situation. It it feels like he's going to be out probably a few more games, which is unfortunate. Uh, but in in the in in the meantime, Aaron Baines and Dario Saric they went off last game. Yeah, Especially Baines. Oh my goodness. Uh, nine threes, 37 points. He went bonkers. And Sarge also had a great game. And when somebody asked me before that game, who should I pick up? I said, you go with Baines first because he's, he's, uh, he's more consistent. He has a higher floor, but Sarge does have more upside. And I still hold true to that, even though Baines had a blow up game uh, against the Blazers. I still. I would still go with Baines first, even though I can see him the next game going back to 12 points, nine rebounds, two threes, a block, which is incredible, which is an incredible streamer. He he is unknown in a lot of leagues. And then Sarge, Sarge has more upside, but I would still go with Baines, but they would both be a great pickup for you as they pick up the slack with both Oubre and Aiton out. Uh, Aiton is for sure out today on Sunday. But we'll see if he is able to get back this week because it's been the same ankle. Uh, it's been the same ankle injury this year, so they'll probably take their time. But they are vying for a playoff spot, so we'll see. In, in the meantime, Baines and Sarge, um, and then other than that, Brandon Knight. You know, I I put on he's putting his best 2015 Brandon Knight impression. You know, he's been playing. I get dunked on by uh, DJ though, right? He's not. Yeah, I think it took him a full five years to get over that dunk, and finally, <laughs> finally, he has the confidence back. Uh, but Bruce Brown did return. Uh, sure. Luke Kennard and Rose are trying to return as soon as possible, so his days, could, his fantasy days, could be coming to an end. But hold on to him for as long as Rose and Kennard are out. Um, and then really quickly, I touched up on deep league ads such as Chris Boucher, who is very, very inconsistent and yeah. prone to terrible duds, but then he has blow-up games out of nowhere. Yeah. So if you can stomach that in like an 18-, 20-man league, you know, maybe 16. I don't know your thoughts on that. You know, he has so much upside. You love him. I know, Starks. Uh, <laughs> but he can be maddening sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Chris, Chris Bobby Boucher? What a boy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's tough. It's too much inconsistency that, yeah. you know, you're not going to really 
obviously you always shoot for upside, but this is the time, you know, the playoffs time that you can't really afford it, right? So mm-hmm. I agree with you. If you're in a very deep format, 20-man league, yeah, for sure. 16-man league, uh, I feel like you can really more stream that spot more or less just because you going to get more bang for your buck if you're streaming because if you don't get that boom from him and he lays an egg you're going to be stuck with that stream where you can probably stream someone else for a category you're aiming at that you can look better doing that that you know that you're going to get potential consistent minutes from a player right. uh, from the the waiver wire versus chris boucher because as you as you listeners know toronto runs that tight ship on you know team in particular for the starters mm-hmm. and when you do that um, a lot of times the people on the bench, if you're not strong in the rotation, that you're not going to get minutes unless Toronto is putting a thumping or beating or the, the stone cold stump, the mud hole stump on somebody. Yeah. And that's when those players like Chris Boucher, Bobby Boucher would get in and give you the water boy stats. But until then, he's mm-hmm. just going to be throwing in the towel for you, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I will transition to like a Jordan McRae is another guy that you had on here that I think is also beautiful here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh more in a deep format. I think what Detroit picked him up, correct? Is that my understanding? What's yeah. crazy is that the Nuggets waived him, and then the Pistons were were able to pick him up as he cleared waivers on Wednesday, and they played him the same exact day. <laughs> uh, so I, I actually want to get your opinion. Does this does this not bode well for Luke uh, Luke Kennard and Rose? Like, do you think like the Pistons are like, ooh, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back. We need to go get. Like, Jordan McRae is 28 years old, and the Pistons want to rebuild. So it's like, ooh, does this not bode well for Luke Kennard? So essentially, when you do a pickup like that immediately and you start him immediately, I mean, I think they just needed a player on the floor because I think that same game that they started him, picking him up from the the, the wire, or actually uh, the waivers in the NBA, they started Brandon Knight, and maybe they didn't really want to start Brandon Knight. I think Brandon mm-hmm. Knight had like 38 minutes that game too. So I think it's more of Jordan McRae. They would rather use him than Brandon Knight. I could be wrong because mm-hmm. Detroit does just does that weird stuff. I mean, we can go back on putting the bonfire out on Christian Wood. And what I mean by that, as soon as he had the opportunity, they're just now starting him. We've been beating that drum all year like since Blake has been you know injured. And then obviously when yep. Drum went to Cleveland, they still has trouble starting Christian Wood. So I don't mm-hmm. know what Detroit doing but i will say this is it kind of a concern potentially yes jacob to answer your question because Mm -hmm. what luke i am your father canard and derrick rose maybe they don't return the rest of the season that's a potential maybe they are concerned maybe for the future i don't think that's the case but i think for this season it could potentially be that way uh but i know they're trying to push as hard as they can to get luke canard to get back on the court but as far as jordan mccray i think it's going to eat brandon knight's minutes as pretty much as quickly as possible exactly exactly brother that's good um, so I wanted to transition to the top 100 over the past week and give you guys a few names to look out for on your waiver wire as they're hot. Number one, like you said earlier, Maxi Kleber. He's been providing top 25 stats here over the past week with all of his points, rebounds, and blocks. Uh, and then we got Duncan Robinson, top 25 as well. He actually had a blow-up game last week Ooh. where he hit nine nine snipes. Yeah. I mean, he can have those games. You know, he he is an incredible sharpshooter um, who can provide low end stats other than those threes. So, uh, so, and then we got Marcus Chris, man, our favorite guy who we love to bag on, who is now the savior of most fantasy teams. <laughs> yeah, he is. Marcus Chris, man, he's uh, he's providing top fifty. So if you have him, if he's on your waiver somehow, pick him up. And then we got Seth Curry. We got Trey Lyles, top 50, who he had some he had some blow up games, but I don't expect him at all to keep up the top 50 pace. But it's possible if they don't give LMA those minutes back, he could do top 150 maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we got Ivica Zubak with the top with the top 50 stats. And wow. you know, I just I just want to quickly say to all of you Twitter guys who said that I was crazy for putting him above Noel in my top centers rest of season. How about that? How about that, man? <laughs> Ivica Zubak, man, showing up for you when it matters, and I love it. <laughs> and then we got your boy Shake Milton. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Shake Milton, top 50. Wancho, top 50. Damian Lee, top 50. Um, and then the rest here, Kelly Olenek, Nas Reed, Harry Giles III, who is actually going to be 
I don't expect him to keep that up because Rashawn Holmes is back. That's right. And then uh, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Hunter, and Tyus Jones. So these are all guys to consider as they're as they are hot. Uh, so Starks, are there any guys on there that you want to touch up on or squeeze the orange on? Um, I mean, pretty much. I mean, it, it only makes sense. I can't go out without an episode without juicing the orange a little bit on Milton. Uh, shake, milkshake Milton. Uh, obviously, Ben Simmons, for those that are hoping for him, I think he's another drop candidate in redraft from points leagues. It's hard to swallow and say that. Yep. But it's the true thing. Shake Min- Milton is a guy that can help you to anchor a championship, right? And just like, you know, Jacob has on here, Marquise Chris, I mean, he's another guy. And again, it still hurts to see that Jacob uh, has him in a dynasty format that I just missed out on. I do, have, <laughs> I definitely have him in a deep redraft format, but sometimes, you know, obviously in a dynasty format, it feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say this, uh, and then I'll kind of transition to the deep uh, pickups. You touched up on Harry Jaws, but I, I agree with you on Rashawn Holmes is going to be back. Uh, supposedly, uh, but Marquise Chris, and I'm sure the listeners know, or at least some of the newer people don't know, that this is a guy I thought was going to be good in the league, and I'll eat my crumb. This is like years ago, though. He came in the league, he, he was decent, right? But it was like, I always was fascinated with this per 36 numbers. The issue was with him is always foul trouble. He's kind of calmed down that, and that was just the biggest knock, obviously, with conditioning. Mm-hmm. His attitude can be a little putrid at times, but as long as he got all of that in check or in order, he could be a legitimate fantasy force and a decent NBA player. Now, it makes me kind of question, Kevon Looney, you know, Steve Kerr was juicing the orange so hard this summer. Like, he was just gushing over Kevon Looney. He was gushing over him so hard that he was saying, I'm going to give him 30 minutes. I'm going to give him everything he can take and more. And what the situation was with Kevon Looney is he battled with a lot of injuries this year. So the question is, well, you know, it's like, well, Starks or, you know, Jacob is like, do we think that Marquise Chris is going to be better than Kevon Looney? And that's tough. Could it be? It could be. I would say this. A lot of people pay a people pay a premium. But if you guys believe Kevon Looney is going to be good in the dynasty format, he potentially could, um, but just be patient on him. If you're in a very, very deep dynasty format, this would be the time after the season's over when trades that you could probably still do moves in the offseason in a dynasty format. I would try to buy Kevon Looney on the very cheap pennies on the dollar. Um, but we'll transition into your deep league waiver wire ads. This, these are guys under 20% in Yahoo formats. This is more for you dip, deep league, you know, GS, probably like 16-man league or deeper uh, that mm-hmm. these players uh, that you can consider. I'll pass you the ball if there's anybody that you think sticks out to you at all, man. Absolutely. I, um, I will touch up on some names that we haven't already and check if these guys are available in your very, very deep league. Um, so guys that we haven't mentioned here, uh, we got... Whew, we mentioned most of these guys. So all the so a lot of these streamers that we have already mentioned, guys, they could be available in your deep deep league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only seeing Jalen McDaniel's from the Hornets. We haven't mentioned he's zero percent owned, but he's getting some minutes. Um, and then Monte Morris, he's getting some solid backup minutes in Denver. Your boy, uh, Brad Wanamaker, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, Uh huh. He's been getting some minutes, and he has a decent schedule here up uh, in in the next few weeks. And then there's Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. Um, he has been stringing together some solid games here for for the past few games. As they're not giving Biombo any minutes, they're looking towards their young guys uh, to see what they have. So. What are your thoughts on Willie? I I personally think that if you are in a 20 20 plus man league because I actually took that. I took him in our 20 man league just because I think he got like 10 points, nine rebounds and a block or two, one game and 20 minutes. And I think the next game he got 14 minutes. So his minutes will be jerked around, but you know, for those big man stats and in that league, we're desperate for blocks. I just went for it. Um, but what do you think of free Willie Starks? Yeah. Free Willie, man. Um, I'm, 
You know, it's funny. It's like I felt like a lot of us touched him and picked him up because I had him in. Yeah. Oh, I had him earlier this season in that twenty man league too. Right. He's worth a pickup in a twenty man league. It's just Charlotte. I don't understand. You know why they don't utilize him more. There, mm-hmm. You know, there's something that you know. Obviously, we're not seeing that he's not doing. You know, maybe right. it's the hustle. Maybe it's like the actual defense. Whatever it may be, but you know, he like last game. Although he didn't, he only had three points, but the eleven rebounds, right? And then the game prior for that, fourteen points. You give this guy minutes, he'll produce. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no it's ands or buts about that. Seriously and honestly, Charlotte, what do you have to play for? Just go ahead and do it, man. You know, just just go ahead and do it. I, I, I like him, um, but it's just all about what Charlotte is going to do. And for the deep formats, I think he's worth to have rostered on the team. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Um, and then last up on here that we haven't that we haven't talked about is Andre Iguodala. He's been playing pretty well as of late with those defensive stats. So if you are in need of defensive stats and okay with not scoring much, then definitely give Andre Iguodala a look. Uh, But that rounds out my deep, deep league waiver wire ads there, Starks, man. Nice. So we'll transition. I'll give you guys a dynasty. Uh, I should have mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I wanted to make sure actually, since we have a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. Uh, dynasty format guy. I think this is interesting. Chris Paul, Oof, the age, right? Mm. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast on any of the episodes yet, but we'll give a quick uh, analysis on uh, Chris Paul for the year. Uh, he's ranked ninth, or excuse me, 14th in a nine cat category league. So for those in the redraft points leagues, you cut a coupon with him, you felt good. Honestly, in the dynasty format, you cut um, the biggest coupon of them all, right? His age, I think he's what 34, maybe even 35, but he's getting up there in age. And I don't know if you heard the rumors. Uh, Jacob, but they were talking about New York is aggressively trying to get him off the offseason, which is interesting. I don't know that. Yeah, the Knicks. I don't know why what the Nick and Knock Bockers want to do with that. I mean, it only makes sense to go younger, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But I will say this Chris Paul has, you know, he's get the biggest knock on. He doesn't ever play, you know, stuff like that. He's played already more games this season versus the last two years. He's played play 62 games already. And OKC, could you if if you was to ask me that today, would I believe that? No, I, I honestly thought he would have missed more games, right? Mm-hmm. But look what he's doing: thirty-one minutes, seventeen and a half points this year, one point six threes, four point nine rebounds, six point eight assists, one point six steals, forty-nine uh, percent field goal percentage. So he's shooting a lot better this year than he was last year. Uh, free throw percentage, eighty-nine percent. Uh, his usage rate it was expected to take a, a, a slight climb this year, but He's playing a lot better even than last year. But here's the thing. He's only, for in the dynasty format, he's only a guy that you're going to try to put your money where your mouth is and try to win now for maybe this year or next year. Because mm-hmm. I think his time, I think it's fair to say his time is running out, especially for a point guard. He's one of the, it feels like he's the last traditional point guard left, it seems like, in the NBA. You know, it's, it. A lot of point guards now is really athletic. You know, you got your Russell Westbrooks in the world, or you got your your shooters like Trey Young, Steph Curry, and stuff of that nature, right? Or you know, you got the the combo type of guards like Harden. It's like you're a point guard or are you a scorer. You know what I'm saying? It's like more scoring guards, I should say, in the NBA. So Chris Paul, I really miss. I'm going to miss his game, and as people and the fans of the NBA, well, I think we should too because he's a real point guard, right? So. The steal rate has always been solid from him. Uh, you know, a few years, well, years ago, what he was always averaging at one point, like two point more, like 2.2 steals a game at one point. And, you know, just last year he averaged over two steals. So that's really good. The question is, when is he going to just basically, because you can't beat the father time, when is he going to really just disappear? I will say this. I think next year he's going to start. I think he's going. I think the regression is still is going to start hitting home for sure next year, um, and I think a lot of people drafted him thinking that was going to be this year. But I really think next year is when he's going to take the biggest hit. I think maybe he's going to take a hit from a 14th ranked player to maybe the top 25, 25 or 30. And you're like, well, Starks, that's not a dramatic drop. To be honest with you, it, it actually is in fantasy. Um, but the next three to four years. He might end up being a top 50 player, and that's hard to say because he's always been inside the top 10 or better in his career, essentially, in NICAT category leagues. Is he going to stay at OKC? That's where you got to look at. Like, where's the dynamic going to really finish with him? I can see him relegated to come off a bench somewhere at some point in time. It's only a matter of time. 
I think I think it's fair to say he wants to win a championship. He, well deserved. I, I mean, I wrote an article about this, you know, weeks ago or a month ago. Um, that I think he's one of the players I wish we would all want to see to win the NBA championship because the Lakers, remember they what they vetoed that trade where he was supposed to play with Kobe, and they they nipped that mm-hmm. trade real quick, and they were like, Nah, no, you're good. Uh, that that wasn't that wasn't good for the NBA. Like, but look what's happened now. We we could talk about how you know. Golden State was how they were able to get KD, but that's just another rabbit hole. I don't want to get into that. But I just, I just wish they just would have allowed that trade to happen. Chris Paul put, would have potentially got a championship. Now he's playing for my team OKC, but, but it's not going to warrant anything. But what I love about it, he's going out there and still playing as if he's having fun, or as if he's trying to do something, or as if he's still trying to prove something. And if he goes to the Knicks. <laughs> That's what his career is going to. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. his, his career is done. But uh, for the future, what holds for him? I, I just hope that he goes to a team that he can win a p- potential championship. I'll pass you the ball, Jacob. If, if there's any last impressions or what's your thoughts on Chris Paul, man? Man, those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Starks. I he definitely only has a window of this year and maybe next year. It yeah. just seems like he's giving it his absolute all this year, and then he's going to break down next year. I'm. But, you know, because like his hamstrings have always been tricky. Uh, and I'm super surprised that he hasn't really been hurt this year yeah. at all. Uh, so, you know, you and me and, you know, like we were really rooting for him to get traded to like the Lakers or the Heat, you yeah. know, like this year, like a contender. Not to say that the Thunder aren't contender because I think they're what, seven seed in the. I think so. I'll check it out. Yeah. So, so I mean, like they are well in the playoff race. It's just like once. You know what? An interesting scenario if Sixth, the Nuggets yeah. hold on to what, what? What's that? Seventh? Six, but they're pretty much close to seven with Dallas. They're, they're going to go back and forth, but they're six right now. I was going to say they have an opportunity. The only way they have a, a way to get to the second round is if they meet the Nuggets in uh, in the first round because the Nuggets are currently the second seed, I believe. Um, so if it's the Nuggets versus the Thunder, then, then I believe the Thunder would have a shot. Uh, but if they switch, but if they go to, but if they have to face the Rockets, the Jazz, um, I don't see them in a seven-game series having a shot. Now, I, I'm not downing the Nuggets because I am here in Denver. I like the Nuggets. I'm just saying the Nuggets aren't ready yet. Aren't, re- and, but I do think that the Nuggets do go get to, to the second round. But I, but they are one star short uh, from advancing to the finals. And there's no way anyone's getting past the Lakers and Clippers. There's no way that that to that Kawhi would let his team lose, that LeBron would let his team lose. So, uh, so yeah. Circling back, I'm sorry, I got on, on no, a rabbit trail there, but <laughs> sweet Chris Paul, man, uh, <laughs> he has one year left uh fantasy relevance so if you want to ship him off over the summer i would definitely look into doing that um but he's been having an incredible year not to take away that he's been giving it his all you know and i commend him yeah for sure and uh gosh there's something else i was gonna say when you were going through that 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 different that tunnel man i was kind of going <laughs> with you there oh my goodness so yeah actually that's what it was so it's funny i actually mentioned that in a few episodes ago uh, jacob and I know you're from Colorado as well. I I don't know how you feel about this. So Denver, man, I just for uh, the Nuggets, I always felt like they their team is excellent, and it's nothing mm-hmm. to take anything away from. They're a good team, but it's like I feel like, and you know, people are going to probably bash me, and I've said this already before, but I'll say it again. I feel like they don't have an actual superstar. And you're like, oh, the Joker, the Joker. I get it. Joker is a, he's a superstar, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it for me in the, in the right. NBA sense. I don't know what it is, but maybe, you know, I could be wrong, uh, but I feel like they need someone to just take the bull by the horns and to make them a contender. I don't know mm-hmm. where that – I don't think it's Joker, but I, I love him as a, as a player. I love their team, love their squad, but I, don't, I just don't think they're ready yet. You know, what's your thoughts real quick on that? You know, I think – most of those thoughts that he's not a superstar is just because he's not built like one physically because he he looks chubby. He looks a little <laughs> slow out there, you know, because he is. He's pretty slow and he's chubby and he and he uh, 
you know, he just doesn't look the part of a superstar. Like, he doesn't look like LeBron. He doesn't look like Kawhi. He doesn't look like all these guys built and just ready. Um, so, Joker, though, to me, and you agree, I heard you, he is a superstar. But in terms of taking in a game over, he can, and he has. He has hit some game winners. Uh, but they do need that. You know, as we say, the Mamba mentality of just taking a game over, I'm not passing it. Jokic is a passer, and that's wonderful, just like LeBron. He's a passer. But they also have that instinct of taking the game over, and we want to see that more. But they also want to get their teammates involved, so it's a catch-22. We just need that Carmelo type who was here in Denver. Uh, If Carmelo was here or someone like that with Jokic and Murray and this – core right now it could really help us or you know it could really help the nuggets you know i call them us just because i'm here and i do like the nuggets but i'm a little bit you know i'm i'm not biased when i say the nuggets aren't ready they aren't going to take that next step Jokic needs more help Jokic, Jokic and murray uh are a great duo but we definitely need a trio and as we've seen gary harris has been really inconsistent this year so It'll be interesting to see if they can actually compete next uh, next season there. For sure. And last thing, I'll, I'll start getting ready for the clutch. I was, thank you for the breakdown of that. That's really helpful for, you know, because obviously you have a little bit more insight being from, you know, Denver or Colorado in that sense. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm reading this right here, too. Uh, let me see here. So the clutch shot, I, I'll take maybe two, but it looks like, well, actually, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the Greek freak, it looks like he's doubtful for Sunday. And I think they're he's going. He went under like an MRI. And let me see here. If this is well, I was going to say this. They're just taking a precaution. Every look at the MRI on his knee. Uh, I will say that's a little concerned just here, but he should be fine. But that's just one of the things to monitor. But the official clutch shot is uh, listeners. Uh, just want to say thank you so much for, t- for tuning in. Um, we definitely love you guys. We, we appreciate all the support that you've been giving us, you know, ever since doing this and uh, the hard work of the staff that is, uh, you know, that New Life does, you know, Jacob, LT, uh, Micah, Chris, and, you know, the whole, the other staff that comes in from time to time. You know, we, we thank, we're thankful for the, the support for all you guys. We, we love you guys and appreciate it. So, um. I thought I had a clutch shot, but I can't really put fork nothing up. But just just to say that I appreciate you guys. But I'll pass you the ball there, Jake, if you got a clutch shot, man. I do, brother. I got uh, I got a clutch shot that I'll try to keep short and sweet. But it okay. comes on the heels of a gentleman who is in our listener league, um, who has been fighting for a playoff spot for a while, uh, and he constantly goes into our chats to you know like say you know like this is a bummer, my guy's hurt, you know. Oh, I wish this happened. I can't believe they dropped this player. And that's great to have that guy who is who is very active in the uh, not only in the league on the wire but on the chat. Uh, I don't always get to the chat just because just because you know life gets really busy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there is a gentleman. You know, the, I I just want to say to those who who you know like struggle at first or like okay, so this is the league. If you guys. Remember, I accidentally put to a weekly league. So I put our listener league as a weekly league. It was, you know, it was a foresight like I should have seen and I should have looked at the settings first, but I just went with Yahoo's default. Um, so we were stuck on a weekly league for two weeks. Uh, in those two weeks, you know, like we had to pick our best players for the week and then the lineups were locked. And none of us like that. We think it's. You know, at least to me, it's a little lame. It's like, you know, I like the daily grind, but people who do weekly leagues don't like that daily grind, and they just want to set it for the week and then not look at it, you know? So for those two weeks, we had to do weekly league, and this person uh, didn't like that. Uh, You know, none of us like that. I apologized, and I set it straight. Um, So just saying, he recently blamed me for it. (laughs) that he's going to miss the playoffs because those first two weeks 
he went 0 and 2 and he said that he had to make a lot of drops that he wouldn't have and I'm like that's your choice like you know like sometimes you have to look in the mirror and this is good advice for life and I'm holding my daughter's little brush thing for her face because I'm trying to make a point I'm looking at you I'm looking at all of you um there comes a point where you have to stop blaming other people for your actions for for your mistakes <laughs> you drop that person because you saw someone that might have more upside, and I commend you for that. But it might have been the wrong choice. You can't blame anyone else. You can't, you know. So there just, there just, there just comes a time where you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, this is my fault. I'm going to own it. I missed the playoffs because he had 20 weeks after that to try to get back into the playoff spot. And uh, so you can't keep blaming me. I apologized. You know, you can't keep blaming, let's say he blamed someone else for dropping a player that the, that the team that beat him, like, that player went off. You can't blame that because the owner was as advantageous. He got that player. He played the game. We're all playing the game. Uh, and I know, you know, like some people just like to complain. They like to gripe just to be heard, just to, just to let people know it's not their fault. Uh, but sometimes it is your fault, and you need to take ownership, and you just need to move on. Uh, so, sorry to get all deep and long on you there, no, Starks. No, it's just, no. I got, you know, I got, it set me off when I got blamed for something 20 <laughs> weeks later that you had plenty of time to rectify and to get right. So, please, look in the mirror and just take ownership. <laughs> oh, man, listen. Ooh, I got I got juiced up and fired up after hearing that. Listen. <laughs> Oh man, you know it's funny. I, I now I gotta go in this tangent. You got me fired up. Good, good. Let's do it. Oh, this is. I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad that you actually put the glasses on for this. The villain in glasses because <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I try. I try to be the nice guy all the time, especially doing this podcast nowadays. And thing is, I'm. I'm typically. I'm actually general. Generally a nice person, mm-hmm. but I just think it's crazy how. If you don't agree with something with someone else just because they're griping about it, just because you're not on their side, then they take offense to it. Right. But let me let me just go behind the curtain a little bit more. I, if I want to blame anybody, I could you know I, I could I could take shots at Jacob right because I played him the first week in that mm-hmm. league and I lost. I could say, True. hey, this is this is why I lost Jacob because uh, I couldn't start my players. Whether that was right or wrong, the, here's the main point. Just like what Jacob said, you had 20 weeks to get it together, right? There's no excuses, and I just think that's funny. You had 20 weeks to make it in the playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. you can't blame anybody but looking at yourself, as he said, in the mirror. So that's that's on you, right? Um, but mm-hmm. it kind of re- reminds me of, like, I got to just go back on this trade again real quick in our league, in a, in a deep uh, dynasty format. Again, it's just like after I put the little messages out, the little hints that this guy – accidentally accepted twice nobody came on the chat anybody else other than like me and jacob just and we said it in a nice way professional way about it Mm -hmm. but literally nobody thought that he was in the wrongdoing at all everybody just thought okay cool it was on accident right again it's not and the the other person's like questioning the league's integrity if they allow the trade but like come on man you're just backing your boy up let's Mm -hmm. just be honest if if it was me or someone else and I said, oh, I accidentally hit accept twice, then it would be more microscoped. And that's what I'm saying. So you just got to you got to just kind of look at things a little bit different. So I, I don't want to go on a further rant because <laughs> Jacob said I, I think it makes sense. The guy had 20 weeks you know, to yeah. together. Uh, and actually, it seems like a lot of our records are closer. I think the number one guy on that league, Jacob, is going to be hard to beat. On yeah. the, be honest, this, he's been busting up people, but we'll see yeah. what happens, man. Um, is there any anything else, the last impression you want to say before we get to a, the Twitter handles and stuff of that nature? Oh man, I think uh, I think I got all I <laughs> all I wanted to say. You know, like it's not only fantasy basketball. This is life too. You know, like it speaks. You know, yeah. like your character in life. Are you going to keep blaming everyone else, or are you going to look? Or are you going to look yourself in the mirror and say, this is why it's not happening. I'm not doing something right and try to change it, you know, like either like pray for a change or, you know what, just like take initiative and try to disrupt the outcome. Like sometimes you do something over and over again expecting a different result where 
it's like maybe I should try a different formula so that something else can happen. Like maybe I should study harder. Maybe I should read the Bible more. Maybe I should pray more. Maybe I should seek something. Like there just needs to be a time in life where you take ownership of your life, take ownership of your fantasy team, uh, and just own it, okay? And just do your best, and whatever happens, happens. Um, You know, and it's okay to joke and to be like, you know, Ah, uh, this is, you know, you know, like I say, I'm dealing with so many injuries, but that happens. Everyone's dealing with injuries. Yeah. Everyone dealt with that handicap of doing a weekly league. You know, it's not that that person was the only one afflicted by my mistake. Everyone had to do that weekly league, and yeah. it stinks because you have. But you know, I could talk about this all day. I could gripe about it all day, but I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> there just comes a time. You know, where uh, you just need to be like, it's my fault and move on. Yeah, just like you said in life, just ask the Lord to help you out, you know, and and change, change your character, you know, and he'll help you out with it. But listeners, we thank you so much. Yeah, we we could talk about all this all day, but we're not going to do that to you listeners. Sometimes we, you know, we got to let some steam off, you know, in in a good way. Uh, but listeners, you can you can find us on Twitter or you can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram. One closing hero. I've been a little bit more active on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. So if you guys, you know, give me a follow. Ask me a question. I'll get to you at a prompt time. Uh, Jacob, where can they find you at, brother? Thank you, brother. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ain't done yet. And done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. Please give me a follow and ask me any questions. And let's win. Uh, Let's win one week at a time, especially with playoffs coming around, guys. Let's win together. Yeah, so let's get a championship, ladies and gentlemen. Um, God bless you guys. We love you so much. Uh, With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.